What you're about to hear is a talkback for Streams and Variations Live. If you haven't heard Streams and Variations Live yet, please listen to that first, as we will be discussing the stories and songs from that episode. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Talkback for the Live Show. My name is Jamie Johnson. I'm joined by my uh, co-host and friend and co-producer, Sean Urker. Hello. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we appreciate that. As soon as everybody gets up to the mic, we want everyone to say, hello. Okay? Um, so and we're here with first, the audience, and they can all say hello right now, everybody. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. This is so amazing to have an audience, because this is what that show this show was meant to be. Um, we started it uh, in February of 2020, uh, uh, about three weeks, I would guess, before the pandemic started. And it was shortly thereafter that nobody could see anybody and nobody could be with anybody. And it was awful. And I have been lost for a very long time but it was my friend sean urker over there who suggested a couple of months later that we turn this into a podcast and this concept of storytelling um is something that i i've wanted to play with for a very long time um the concept of having one person say something and then finding what they said and giving it to somebody else and making that into their own piece is something that really, really intrigues me because I like what the way that people's minds work. The amazing part is that, that again, I'm going to say it again, there was 81 artists that were involved in these nine programs that we made over the last eight months, nine months. And the fact that these people all contributed and made sense of other people's words and other people's thoughts and turned them into their own is something that thrills me. It it just makes me want to jump. So I'm going to jump. I know you won't see this, but hey, I jumped. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's amazing, Jamie. So, you should be in the Olympics. Thank you very oh much. Oh my God! I wish that was, that I'll, I'll be in the. Must have been six the, feet high. Uh, it, must have it, been. It, it, it'll be the small jumping competition, and I will win because I will only get that high. Um, so first off, uh, I'm going to pass this over to my friend Sean because uh, yeah, this so is that I can interrogate start. you. Because to begin each of our episodes, we need a prompt, and um, for the episodes that began with a song, usually that was a written prompt, and usually it was uh, written by Jamie, which is what happened here. Uh, Jamie put together a prompt for our first artist, and that prompt was called Prayer. And I don't know where that came from. Jamie, tell me. Um, it, it, it came because I, um, my aunt uh, was dying in uh, Arizona. And uh, about a week after I wrote the prompt, um, my that lovely woman who I have known all my life passed away. And it was this, this agonizing experience, which I think we'll find out from, from Tyler, which Tyler picked up on, was the, the, this concept that I was in such pain because I could not be there, I could not see her, the pandemic had forced us to be away from each other, and I literally had not seen her in over two years at the point that 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 the final diagnosis came in and the whole idea of i'm sorry if I, i'm not trying to offend anybody but the whole idea of god being a humane and glorious god just again over and over in my life just just makes me want to scream because if there is Sorry, I am trying not to offend, but there is such a thing as a humane God. Why can he do these things to people? Why can he permit this kind of crap to go on? And that's where that came from. And it was that, 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 that pain and that horror, which is 
where it came from, which is why I want to ask Mr. Tyler Check to come up here for a couple of minutes, because he had that... Tyler Check, come on down! He, he, he had that very interesting approach to it, and I, I meant it to be based around God, which was incredible to me, because almost everybody picked up on that completely across the entire stream of writing that people picked up in the concepts of God and religion and place and people, which was really astounding to me. I thought it would be lost somewhere. We, we talk about the way that uh, a story evolves. We talk about the way a story goes from person to person to person to person. And it just sort of stayed on this one. There was nobody that really went away from it. First off, Tyler. Yeah. Hello. What did you pick up? Oh, thank you. Yes. Tyler, say it again. Hello. Thank you very much. Um, Tyler, what did you find in that piece that, that, that pulled you into where you wrote? Well, I think there was like, there was an initial like, I don't know, the, I, I think it's so interesting like meeting you and chatting with you now, like that piece coming from you because like there, there's, there's so much pain in that uh, monologue, but there's also this like way humans have to be able to like slough it off, not slough it off, but like make a joke about it or turn it or at least like have some sort of a meta experience with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I was really inspired by the thing that like I had a director talk to me about um, things that puncture you. And one of the things that like punctured mm -hmm. me in that piece was when you talked about like a book where God's up there just like sitting there and writing down all the little pains that you're going to yes. have in life. And it like prompted the question in my brain, um, if you could see the book of the, your life, it's gonna be like, this is all the pain you're going to experience in your life. Would you be like, yeah, I'll still go do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it worth that? If you could see it all in a book at the end of your whatchamacallit, or if you could hear it beforehand and we all have our like own unique things and everyone's got their own personal experience where they have that, but there's that same feeling at the end of it. And I wanted to try and write something that like, you can't tell someone else's story and the pain that they've felt, but you can like give them a time to like come together with everyone else being like, yeah, like stuff sucks a little bit, but like rain comes down again and you're going to like, we'll, we'll do what we can together to like get through it. I like was inspired by, it just gave me a feel to like the religion aspect of it made me think of like old, um, like Johnny Cash esque songs. Okay. Like, Life yeah. kind of sucks, but yeah. we're all here tonight in a backyard having fun. And <laughs> like, at least we have that together. Kind of yeah. And I mean, that's the importance of these kind of uh, th this idea of a live show. I mean, that's something that I've always, uh, again, this, this show started as a live experience. Yeah. That was the whole point. It's to have a group of people being with each other and understanding and feeling what yeah. everybody brings to the picture. And that's the whole concept. Well, I was, but I think it doesn't even just to say like the fact that having done a prompt earlier in the in the like experience of all these yeah. things, this one changed and the song was 100 percent influenced by the fact that I knew there was a live performance on the other end of it. You know what right. I mean? Like whereas the last song was like, this is going to be consumed in podcast form. Right. So it changed how I wrote it versus like I was like the oh. first time this gets heard is going to be live. So like, and, yeah. And I thank you for that because, again, the whole concept of the live thing is there's an energy, there's a feeling, there are people sitting in front of you. There is a concept of communication that is really different from what um, we were talking about in terms of the podcast. Yeah. And I, I like you for pointing that out. Um, I, I love the fact that, that you, you wrote about pain. And I love the fact that... that that there was a feeling of pain through everything you did. When you're approaching this, um, did you did you start with that pain first, or did you talk about or think about what the the words that were coming at you? So I started with a song that was called God's Tears. <laughs> and it I, I was quick. thinking about yeah. that too. And I was yeah. like, kind of weird to go. Uh, I really thought when I wrote that, uh, wrote that piece, yeah. um, I, I wrote it for a very specific yeah. reason. As I said, it was about my aunt dying, but, it, it, I, I thought maybe somebody will just write something about God's tears and then God's tears will be the thing that <laughs> follows through the entire uh, well, stream. It was, just, it was just like you wrote it with this beautiful way of like, because I'm also, I don't know, there's this weird 
appreciation not like it's, it's so tough because it can be so like religion can be so problematic and like all these things but like when someone believes so wholeheartedly like the in the piece like i really got the vibe that god's tears was coming from the aunt or the i pictured in this was kind of like a grandma like type yeah. vibe but like i know for example like my nona was like like gave it all up to god and like say what that is for everyone else's own experience but like shh her living that way brought her so much peace and joy and at least a feeling when she was in whatever pain it might be that mm -hmm. there was something on the other side of it, which mm -hmm. is like, mm -hmm. at least that's less suffering for a person there. So I don't know. But like, that was the like prompt of it, of it being like someone, but either way, that one got dark, like <laughs> super quick. Um, but like, I also like know, cause you can only write from your own like experience. And for me, like I write poppier music. Like I just like, like to write stuff that, like just feels a little lighter and like tries to and so like i knew i was gonna lean into the like a collective feeling more than right. i was like trying to identify what pain is because that's so subjective for everybody oh right um but on the on the flip side when when you're writing it the 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 words that came to me was yeah. when you wrote the book Pain. Yeah, that was a thing that really reverberated for me only because it was partly because I wrote the first yeah. piece, but that was the part that really reverberated for me. It was that concept of of the book of pain as being a, not specifically a religious aspect, but that concept that we all have the kind of pain that we deal with constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing that just kept hitting me when I heard the song originally. And it was I, I again, I thought it was amazing. And I thank you. Thank Amazingly, I, I really, really wish um, there was an album to come from this. Hey, yeah, you never know. <laughs> the album, hey, you never know. The album we're, of we're pain. Always yes. going to talk about this. <laughs> it's great that you got this like Metallica style title, and you're just going to be playing this, these like pop songs, just like a shaker. I, you know, <laughs> I do love the juxtaposition. I got to say, Thanks. you know, uh, it's 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 quite delightful. Um, you said that you always just kind of compose pop stuff. So, yeah. But was the juxtaposition intentional? Like when you're writing the book of pain where you're like, I got to make this jaunty. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of <laughs> like a little, I just like wanted to make four minutes or so where if someone was feeling pain, they could like just listen to the song and we could get to a chorus and we could all have a nice time together and then we can think about it in another frame of reference and maybe if you're like thinking of it as a test or as a song or as a, a book or whatever, maybe it like helps you to get some distance or some closure or some, some other perspective on whatever that pain might be for you. Awesome. Yeah. And I just really love the fact that you wrote it that way because now a book of pain is going to be in my arsenal of things that I'm going to be writing. So. That's right. Uh, anyway... It, I it, think we should call up Genevieve and yep. she can come to this mic Next. and maybe just uh, put something to Tyler right there because she's basing it on Ooh. what he wrote. Hello. Hello. Can I also just say hi? <laughs> Golly. Hi. Hi, hi Genevieve. Hi, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you please. go ahead. You go no, ahead. no, you, 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 you speak okay. first. You're the artist. I'm just the guy standing here looking like an idiot. Okay? Uh, there you go. Looking at a girl, asking her <laughs> if you can get married tomorrow. Yes, you can. Yes, I know. Um, Jamie's getting married tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> Woo! And he's doing this tonight. Yeah. Um, so, Book of Pain, I, was, I immediately thought of the book from Evil Dead. It's made out of skin. I was like, oh... <laughs> Really? Maybe we'll write a zombie thing. I went, I went down that path for a while and didn't write that piece. Um, obviously, it's called The Good Book, so I'm thinking about biblical things. And then, you know, kind of like Tyler has been beautifully describing, it's this sense of the song is very sort of light and pleasant. And then, you know, when it talks about and the rain comes again, it's almost for me in listening to it on repeat, that's where everything kind of fell away and this kind of yawning pit of of the pain sort of opened up for me so i was like okay so there's something sort of light and fun but then there is this really kind of there's stuff going on underneath yeah so uh and you know there's there's a lyric in there about if words could kill so i was thinking about oh words that words okay like what people say about other people and you know slander and gossip and how you know words can really create make or break someone's reputation right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. then i got into mary magdalene it's you know i mean in 
this is this is a much tidier story than how, how it all well, went yeah, in, then, in the creation. Then, then but, we get uh, this, this beauty of this entire uh, lovely thing. We've got Mary at the end. We've got Mary here. Yeah, I know. I We've know, got it's concept wild. of Mary in the other two yeah, pieces as well. Yeah, it's very so interesting. This, it, 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 it's a really interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, you said that was a very hard, well, you said me, that you said it was very hard to write this piece. It was. It was, it was very hard to write this piece. Well, I think it's because I was doing the Evil Dead zombie vlog for a while. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't know it was just because no, no, I did. Really, I did. Like, I found it really hard. I always, I always find it. I don't know if it's just the the context of the exercise, but I find it difficult to kind of connect with the song. I've both because this is the second time I've done this. Now I found it with right. the first song as well. And normally I'm very into music, but it just seemed it was very difficult. Like I kept making it too, too, too intellectual. Like thinking about it too much and being like, oh, well, I, I think see. it should be I this see. and this and this. So then you know I had to really just not think about it and just go somewhere. Emotionally, which is, you know, just catering at old Pontius Pilate's house. And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and then yeah, I was like, well, who is this caterer? The song, yeah, I mean, absolutely. clearly. I mean, yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. So then it was like, well, who is this person and what are they? And, you know, what are, what is their pain all about? So, um, yeah. And I mean, that, that was really digging into, you know, just pain that we all feel when we lose somebody to something, whatever it is, a belief that we can't understand and you know that fear that they're not going to be okay that they're not going to be loved in whatever this path is they choose uh right yeah. and, and, and i understand that but i really think there is a very direct comparison for what he wrote and what you wrote oh yeah just in terms of his character if you want to call it that is it, it, so much trying to describe their pain, their their hurt, their the the way that they are trying to live their lives, and then you gave it voice in terms of I've turned that into a character. Yeah, this yeah. person because uh, again, it's the difference between songs and stories, which we've w w which we've been trying to figure out for the last year in terms of this podcast we've talked about the construction of stories and songs and we've talked to many writers and every single one of them songwriters and 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 uh, monologue writers playwrights which most of us are is that we look at things in very different ways mm -hmm. we see things in very different ways tyler seems to come from a very mo emotional like very emotional self self uh, exposition of reality and your character is very specific and very <laughs> yes. hard and very strict and absolutely wonderful by the way and I've oh, told thanks. you over and over again I love 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 that monologue I thanks, think it's really Jimmy. stunning <laughs> thank you I think it's absolutely stunning because it e evokes that 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 kind of feeling of woman's empowerment in a way where they're trying to put across their point of view and yet they're still having that same doubt about putting across that point of view. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which I mean, you know, <laughs> thematically, as you may recall from yeah. our last encounter, this seems to be a, a reoccurring theme of mine. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it is that balance, right? It's like, is this really what I want? What am I actually angry about here? You know, wh where is it actually coming from? Is this unfair? Is it not? What am I actually choosing? All of those kind of, I want all of that conflict to be present so that right. it's not just like men are bad because, <laughs> you know, it's not that simplistic. Women yeah. are bad too. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. cool, but as it's the audience says. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I always like that tension to be there for sure. Yeah, for but sure. it's it, it, yeah, but it's still just a very interesting stream because I know where I was writing from, and mm -hmm. I I have no um, compulsion to try and deny what I was right. coming from. Right. Because I, I knew exactly why I was saying the things I, that I wanted to say. Right. And yet it, it seemed to me that you were having a hard time saying what you wanted to say. Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's that thing of it's not like I've ever actually catered at Pontius Pilate's house. <laughs> so it's not direct in that way. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that is where, you know, I'm at now. I mean, it's the question about how how nice are you to get ahead? How do you phrase the things that you feel in a way that will not alienate the people you're speaking to in a business way? And how do you balance that with what you believe in your heart and like the rage that lives inside of you every day? And how do you bring that into the world?
and make it palpable? You know, how do you kind of sneak your message in there? Because mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, from, from the way I do things is I, I always I always hide in uh, I don't I don't uh, I don't do in the autobiographical other. play. Yeah. You always know, hide other people do in another yeah, uh, yeah yeah other people do and that's and there is huge value in that but that's not for me so you know no i i won't i won't tell you about like my bad love affair i'll tell you about the priest's bad love affair in the 16th century um but hopefully also that makes like there there can be like a universal in there right like yeah, people will be course. like i don't because i was like this is my other big thought i'm like well, what if people are listening to this who don't come from this kind of religious background like what right. if they're like who the hell are matthew mark luke and joan john whatever is there still going to be something in there for them and hopefully yes like hopefully like people know like what it is to not have your sister to like lose her to some stupid guy who claims he's jesus (laughs) whatever you know or to have like other dudes talk crap about your person that that you have to hear about and then being like whatever no one's gonna believe that dumb hoe you know and you're just like well maybe if i can find my voice then i can say what really happened as well so yeah. You know, hopefully and, there's something in there for everybody with that. Well, I, I, I think there's tons in there for everybody. And then and, and I love the idea that when we're allowed to have these characters speak the way that we think they should speak, there's an, a, a universality that comes from that. But it was because it was so specific. I mean, that's the most beautiful thing about what you wrote. It was so specific. The fact that Tyler wrote what he wrote that led to yours mm-hmm. is amazing. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to ask you to leave because we want to have Mr. Caleb. So- sorry. I'm because sorry. Because you're Get so here, amazing. Tyler. Thank you leave. so much um, for your piece. Just, I just want to say, it was so, like, I was sitting there and I was just so like filled with joy and like, Aww. thank you so much for Thank for you that. for your piece. Sorry. Aww. I didn't mean to shove you away, Tyler. Be gone, Tyler. I mean, right, now that uh, Tyler's gone, I have a chair <laughs> again. Uh, we, uh, and I do have one thing to say, though. I just have one thing. Now that I'm in Tyler's chair. I'm going to uh, <laughs> envelop Tyler's essence. And I want to ask, because what we were saying about Tyler's piece being uh, a song based on uh, an angry, uh, painful monologue and has lyrics that kind of like inve- like uh, capture that pain, but is, as I described it, jaunty. It's very jaunty. I don't jaunty. know how he described it, but I said, very jaunty. It's a very fun piece. And so uh, my question is, how much of that do you think, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, mm-hmm. uh, informed the tone of your piece? Because your piece, uh, narratively, had, you know, this kind of pain element where the, the you know, there's, you know, the, the sisterly loss element to it. It has the biblical narrative elements, which are taken from Jamie's, which kind of go through the good book. But it's also tonally extremely fun. Like, yes. it's, it's yes. tonally funny. It's, Aww, you know, you're, you're written... You're writing it in like this uh, anachronistic style where <laughs> everyone's talking style. as if it's like the modern day, and it's like yeah. you know there's a there's a there's a satirical element to that, and I'm just wondering. If uh, Tyler wrote, you know, a Metallica piece about the Book of Pain, would you have been satirical, <laughs> or was do you think that was informed by how happy his his, his the melody? Yeah, that he I think it, was? I think it must have been right. I think it must have been because that's what struck me about the song. I'm like, this is just such a little poppy, little happy little song, and I wanted to to honor that, but also. Yeah, I think I think it really did. I don't know what would have happened. I mean, maybe it would have still been funny if it was Metallica. Probably. I mean, there's a lot to laugh at at Metallica. <laughs> oh, of course. I is. love them, but anyways, um, no. But I think I think it did directly. <laughs> it was directly influenced by by his choice to make to kind of highlight that lightness because we do need a couple laughs. We need a few. We need a few. And I I do I do quite like setting up this thing of like, this is fun. We're having fun. And then zip. Oh, that hurt. I didn't (laughs) see that coming. And it's yeah, it was kind of a it felt very natural for me to go that way. All right. Well, speaking of having lots of fun, let's get Caleb. (laughs) Yes. Caleb, Caleb, stop. Caleb. What did you get from yeah. Genevieve that actually can, informed can I, yours? Because it's really a really, really different tonally piece. Can I give you guys a note? <laughs> yeah, sure. If I had heard Genevieve perform it, yes. I think my piece would have been different. Um, oh, there was so much oh, fun and funny in... I mean, obviously, the, the, it's all there in the text as well. Yeah. Having it performed, I, I zeroed in on some of the more, I don't know, different ideas uh, and... You performing it was really great and funny oh, and thanks. yeah. So if I had heard that, my piece might have been different. Anyway, 
Oh, but it really? is what it is. It's good yeah. you didn't hear it because it was so beautiful. <laughs> well, and yes. it was, I, I, you know, it's always so, I was jaw, I'm like, wow, something so good I took, came out of my piece. I took all that sardonic humor and got really dour. Yes. But it was, it was very, I don't know, it was, it was very romantic. I don't know. Yeah. I found it very beautiful in a, in a, in a, in a way. Yeah. I don't know. It was, and, and it yet, wasn't depressing. Well, I, I did too. Yeah. I, really. When I first okay. heard the song, I was like, Oh, this is kind of a love song. Yeah. Really, really what mean I, kind of painful lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. What I focused on, uh, was the idea of who's left out of history and yeah. whose stories get to be told and whose don't. Yeah. And I started like thinking about, Studs Turkle and Howard Zinn and mm. about whose whose histories get told and who who carries that forward and all that lived experience that no one will ever know about and that anonymity that we most all of us will live in yeah. and will continue to live in right our stories won't be told right I mean let's let's be honest people, yeah well, right? well most of us yeah. most most stories will not be told mm-hmm. even though exactly. every single person that is sitting here every single person in this audience has a story that should be told yeah. Yeah. And but the, the the question is how do we get those stories told? Right. I mean, you uh, you've just given us a beautiful story. Yeah. Is that the one that should be told for you too? I don't know. I I think the point also is we have we have no control over our histories or how our histories are told once we're gone. I mean, they're kind of in others' hands. I mean, yeah. when you talk about Mary Magdalene, she's it, it, like she's like I I I don't have a say in this anymore, you know. Yeah. It's being carried away from me. And uh, I wanted to explore that. Of, And it kind of found its way to the logical end of, well, if we're going to talk about the future of history, is there going to be anybody to read it? Mm. Uh, mm. Which I think led into the next piece a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. what is history? Future historians, are they going to be digging through our trash? I don't I don't. Think so. I don't know if there would be well, any people are around be that dig through all. our trash. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that's a very profound question about who we are as a species and what we're going to do. Yeah. Because we're in that place right now where we have to make those kind of decisions about right. where we're going to and what we're going to do. And we're stuck in this place of every single one of us doesn't know. And that I, I think that was a big thing from your song that really got me is yeah. that you're playing with those ideas of what's going to happen and everything else. But it's the concept that your character, if you want to call it a character, right. just doesn't know. Mm-hmm. We're stuck yeah. in that place. Yeah. Or is making peace with with the powerlessness of not having a story that will carry forward. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I'm OK with being anonymous. Um, I've lived my life. I mean, really, I mean, what is. To, 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 you know, think about your story being carried off into the future is really just a, I mean, there's a lot of ego involved in that, right? Like, oh, of course. Right? Yeah. Like, my history. But is, then again, doesn't we, don't yeah, we yeah. all have we that kind that, of ego though. that yeah. says we want to move forward? And like, questions of immortality and, and like, you know, uh, when people die, do their stories die with them or do their stories continue? I mean, yeah. It's, but then you have to ask the question if we all have stories, who get, again, you've said it, but who gets to tell the stories? Yeah. And it's always not the people that should be telling the stories. No. I mean, yeah, there's that famous quote, you control the past, you control the future. Exactly. It's like the, yeah, the victors tell the, the history. Yeah, the, right. the, the people that are in power, the people that control the stories are yeah. the ones that have that that idea and the, the impetus to put those stories forward to make us what we are. I yeah. mean, we're fighting with the, 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 that thing from the states now. Everybody, the Republicans, um, Trump, I'm sorry to put up his name in any way whatsoever but <laughs> i mean it's like voldemort you don't yeah i know name, my son but the concept of of that the the republican party telling lies concept over and over and over again it's just the fact that they're telling lies and they know they're telling lies because as long as they keep repeating lies somebody is going to believe them and these people are going to propagate those lies again mm. And I mean, I, I think that 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 fits within the concept of your song, because right. with the future, with the concept of the future and nobody mm-hmm. can tell those stories, mm-hmm. it's there. Mm-hmm. It's there. It feels that way anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, you still love. That's what I'd heard in it. I'm yes. like, it's all yeah. futile and useless, but let's have a baby anyway. Why yeah, not? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's really <laughs> like, about now. It's, it's about yeah. the present. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and not 
concerning yourself so much about what will carry forward. Uh, yeah. Michael, could we get Michael up here? Come uh, on because down, I, I, Michael. I, I, I'd like to know where you came to your piece from future historians. Yeah, so I was, I was thinking about like who, who this narrator might have been, and and who is on the receiving end of um, this, th- this, this big rush of emotion. There was something to me about a, something very resigned about it, like, like. Um, as if this were the end of a relationship, um, uh, but perhaps it's because of what was happening in the news the week that I was listening to your song, thinking a lot about climate change, looking at these terrifying red suns setting, um, and just living through this like sweltering heat. And there's a line in the song. Um, where the character is describing himself and then says, you were born out of cosmic nothingness. Um, and I and I thought he must be talking about the planet. We're, we're speaking directly <laughs> about um, what it is that we we collectively have done and um, uh, and are resigned to to a, a less than ideal fate. And so I thought about, um, you know, potentially who who this guy is is um, and who's on the receiving end of that, like text message or email or whatever the voicemail in song <laughs> that was left on the phone. Um, and so I, I thought about this, um, the the person, how what in, what a, what a response to that might be. Um and I was walking around listening to your song in my headphones a lot. And and my first reaction or 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 one my strongest reaction was fuck that. Get up. Like let's <laughs> come on. Let's blow up an SUV. There are still things that, that we that that are within our control. We shouldn't resign ourselves to to anonymity to being the bitch of entropy but really um find a way to take matters into our own hands and uh that's where that's where the play or the the monologue that is came from that's the best compliment yeah a musician can receive (laughs) that's amazing that that their song prompted like you know thoughts of direct action yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the, I, I mean seriously yeah, that, yeah absolutely but absolutely. then again why why do you write songs then well, well do mean, you not want a response man, I've been from lamenting them do you want this, to i've been l- lamenting this a lot to my songwriter friends lately there's, there's far few too many protest songs too much there's too little anger in music right now well no i i, I mean, agree with you totally right can we yeah yeah give oh, me yeah. more music we, that's yeah <laughs> it, it it seems yeah, like a little more protest it's with it's obsessed with you know you know, uh, escapism and being in the club, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, I don't want. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I, I think that um, I. It's it's interesting to me that this that the the pieces up until this point were were working like from the cosmos down, and we um, th- there is a real like reckoning with forces that are out of our control and different ways of of dealing with that or asserting yourself um especially especially after the year or the 18 months or however long it's been that we've had where that's it really does feel as though um there's there's very little that we we have control over in our in our personal sphere things are things are crazy and so it's about finding uh, through through drama, finding a an action that that um, that that could be incendiary and could give us a little bit of control over our own circumstances. Yeah. And I feel um, I, I've been feeling like old and um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, thinking about teenagers now and how um, shitty it must be. Um, and so, uh, and so I thought of this, 
of this young girl who's got a boyfriend who listens to Morrissey and is very passionate <laughs> and very, um, very involved, um, but ha- has been heartbroken and has been completely resigned to um, just g- giving up uh, and her need to uh, like reinvigorate this this offstage character. Well, speaking of characters, uh, I'm going to call up Winter, who performed this particular piece. Um, no, yeah, no, I had a bit of a comment, but I'm happy to be sitting up here. It makes me feel special. It was when you said the loss of control, and I like to be someone who has a lot of control, but I'm not someone who has a lot of control. <laughs> crap. Welcome to the club. Welcome to life in the pandemic. And like it was thing because like I, I I read it over and was like, okay, I kind of want to like I was thinking of like my tactics. So I was going back to theater school and like, okay, this is what I want to do here. Once I got up and I was like reading it, I lost control. I was in it. I actually almost cried. <laughs> like when I was like I was getting so into it. And I think it was that's really um I mean it's really a testament to you of what you wrote because I really connected with it. Um I mean, I've not been in that situation of this character. I think I'm probably more of the crazy teenager listening to Morrissey. (laughs) 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 Um, But it definitely... Because it it felt very now, um, but then it also felt um, universal and it you know feeling that that sort of that that anger and the sadness and there was it, it, it like i really i went through every single emotion you could think of while performing it and i and i and i loved performing it and being able to connect with something that maybe i didn't um fully relate to that character it was really cool especially cuz i haven't been i haven't acted in so long and i was like wow this is what it's like <laughs> Well, thank you. You did a wonderful job. That was such a lovely reading of it. No, thank um, you. Now, now, Michael, um, when you were constructing this piece, were you trying to catch all those phrases, all the ups and downs and everything in between? Because it felt very, very, very natural. I mean, I know you as a playwright and you have a very um, natural bent to what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, were you after that or were you trying to be... I didn't... I, you, I guess, like, the the... The, the rule that I set up for this particular piece was that the other character is involved in the conversation but isn't going to talk. And so it became about... Um, it really felt like I was writing a scene as opposed to a monologue. Oh, no. And it, this it, is it a, showed. A character showed. trying to elicit a specific reaction and, and uses different tactics to get right. that objective. And... Um, through that, like, finds herself getting swept up in in the the emotion and the the like rigor of what she's saying, but it's always in order to get something from this offstage character mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. or uns or silent character. Can I ask um, exactly where the setting is? Because when I was imagining it, I was I was imagining it in the loft of a barn. Oh, <laughs> that's I how thought- I saw it. Yeah. Like I don't. That's immediately where I went. Like, yes, because you're gonna if you're gonna light it on fire, it's the perfect place to light some woods on fire. I'm sorry, I I hate to disagree with you, Winter, but uh, I thought they were trying to burn some other place. But that's perfect. I don't know. That's that's. Yeah, my idea is that they're um, they're like in a treehouse overlooking the driveway. That would also burn well. They're gonna gonna burn the SUV. They're about to the the bag. The bag is full of bottles yeah. that are Molotov cocktails, yeah. not booze, God. and they're gonna throw them at the dad's gas guzzler. No, that was the and, idea. And, and burn the gas guzzler action. with gas. That's 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 well, well thought. Of. No, it's just how you start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's full circle. <laughs> it's all full circle. Um, so uh, let's move on because we need to get Jackson. 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 
Hello, Michael. Hi, Jack. So, um, so I, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a very, very, very specific question. Well, not specific I, I at so. all. But oh. um, how did that lovely, lovely jaunty piece come mm. from that monologue? Right. Um, uh, confession. I had decided about three weeks before I received a piece of text that that's what the song was going to sound like. <laughs> I was like, we're going to be live in a backyard. There's probably going to be a campfire. I want to do rock and roll. Um, and so thank Thank God it was about teenage. Re- I wish it would be like a teenage rebellion sounds like six, eight to me, you know, <laughs> Billy Joel and all that. But, but no, I was like, yeah, this is what, thank God. I was like, whoa, close I call. I love your conversations, buddy. Yes. <laughs> um, Gosh, uh, I spent, uh, I handed the, the, this piece in late, and I'm so sorry. I handed no, it no, in no. early and on. And I'm going to ask that same question. There, the, this was the first time hmm. that as a group of writers, we had one to i think three people oh wow no no no. i'm not not (laughs) calling out and i'm not calling out specifically Mm. except for you jack okay that (laughs) actually i i got the feeling from all of them that they had very difficult times with that and Mm. the reason i'm saying that is because i think the concept matter led everybody to the same place which was trying to deal with their own pain and i'm not saying it's specific or anything else. Again, we're talking about this concept of landscape. I think there's this concept that ran through everything. And it started with Tyler. Tyler did it specifically, but everybody else carried it through all the way through in terms of this is all about internal personal pain. And every single person here is trying to fight against it. Mm -hmm. And I think your character was doing the same thing. Yes. Um, my character, uh, in my imagination was Sheila circa now, but many, many years in the past wherein they had met in another life and it's the sixties and things are weird. And thank you, Hunter. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, and, uh, which led into more of the, the sound and, and it was, um, I think the best way that I could possibly put this is I read through your piece about 17 times and I scored it to myself as I do. I'll read the piece and I will play the music through and I will I'll think about it. And then words never arrived to me, um, which is wild because I love your writing and the eloquence and the specificity and all of the words and the structure of everything like makes perfect sense. And yet for some reason, there was a part of my brain that just couldn't make sense of what um, to me, they were standing on a rooftop overlooking the driveway that the SUV was on. And I was like, what could you possibly say on a rooftop that hasn't already been said? <laughs> so it became this sort of meta narrative of her commenting on what he would say to her. Uh-huh. So the story then became he just doesn't shut up. But God, I love him so much. And he's we're all fired up. And now that we're in the present day, I'm going to fire you, the listener up with this song that I'm ranting at in 6-8. <laughs> I loved it. It was um, it's this is such a. Uh, a really joyful experience both times I've participated in this cycle hearing the music that is elicited by something that I've written um, and being able to being able to um, like you know hear the connection hmm. uh, that you've made uh, and and to have such a, a jaunty 6-8 piece uh, yes. that was really Really uh, great experience. I was blessed with a very human character, which is great, because sometimes, especially in a monologue, a one-sided teenage girl trying to get somebody to talk, uh, it might just come across as just like an an endless tirade of words, much like I am doing now. But you gave her so much (laughs) pathetic fallacy and everything that she does that I could just draw on that and be like, here are the imperfections in their relationship and and who they are and why they work and they function. Um, Because we're all human and we always have been. It's easy to look at history and be like, look at that idiot doing dumb things. They didn't understand how the universe worked uh, but really they're just trying to piece it together the same way we are and that's what i got and it was it was fun to play with so thank you oh thank you it, it was great and, and the fact that he actually said six eight i'm sorry that michael said six eight was amazing to me thank you michael good job good job michael good uh, so i just want to say something based on uh your comments there because I love the song, mm. and I heard the song, and I was like, "This is the best Billy Joel song." <laughs> all right, and then, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going six eight Billy Joel all the way," and it's it's funny because you know you've captured a very Brenda and Eddie were the popular steadies, sure, yes, element of this, and the thing that I find this might just be my interpretation of sure. it because you're you're basing this in the '60s, and you're talking about boomers trying to rebel. 
or mm. start a fire mm. and now they're listening to billy joel and it's like these characters are clearly the dad with the suv <laughs> oh no they father. clearly are just now listening to 52nd street on mm. in their suv mm. driving down the big and, man on mulberry street, yeah, yeah they're remembering back when they used to rebel mm. um that might just be my interpretation but I, that, I found that to be such a funny twist on it that's fun i, I like the idea of dad driving his big suv being like look at me change the world at I, know. I did at one point Sheila, in my life. Sheila, let's start a fire. <laughs> All right, like anyways, here's to. seventh gear. Let's go. <laughs> I, I I just want to go back to the fact that you just said that. That you said that you had chosen to do that because yes. it was in front of people. Yes. Now, 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 why would you choose that kind of beat for in front of people? Only I'm only asking right. because... Um, I know you. I've seen you play music. Sure. Uh, it's 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 amazing to me. And you would choose that style for this. Why? Cool. Cool question. Um, I think the big one is uh, I love a good intricate piano piece. I like playing something that is fun to play. And I find that often pop music is not fun to play unless <laughs> unless it is a good piano rock and roll. So I wanted something that's fun to play, fun to sing, and gets everyone like, yeah, that's music. <laughs> um, and that turned out being gas-guzzling Billy Joel in 6 <laughs> The deeper concepts of mm. what Michael was doing, the concepts um, that 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 ripped me, the 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 the, the kind of um, angsty teenager stuff, yes, was kind of repeated in yours. But because of the concept of the music, yes, you didn't have that feeling all the way through. No, um, because the piece is largely, uh, I wouldn't say nostalgic reflection, but it's reflective. The character singing it is currently a grown adult who is aware of the the concept of the world and how it turns looking back at when they were a rebellious teenager. So the sound reflects the passage of time from now to then a lens of rock and roll that we all kind of live in looking back at the crazy things that we did and boy, we were dumb, but oh, it's so <laughs> much fun. You know, um, I think we need to get who's Chantel. Come on down because, okay, here is the, the, the biggest thing about this whole stream that got me is that, uh, reflect uh, when, when sitting back and listening to it, yours mirrored Michael so much, and yet you had this jaunty song right in the middle of it. I don't, I, 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 again, this is one of those things that we find in this program all the time. I'm just going to point out that I've poisoned this entire talk back by using the word jaunty. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I'm sorry, it was jaunty. It's it's all my fault. It's it's the idea. Yes, words are communicative, and we also. Uh, so I was like, every time I think of repetitive. jaunty, I think of like a banjo and a hurdy gurdy, and I'm like, I don't know if this is correct. Oh no, hurdy gurdy. We need some more hurdy gurdy in Great. this world. Okay. I'm sorry, Ad. That's all I have to say. Um, because of that, I, I was just really amazed that the that the concept of Michael's piece and the concept of your piece fit so well together, although in very different ways and, and and the fact that jackson's piece uh came in the middle of it I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you came from jackson's piece to make michael in your own way sorry i think that's weird to say if, that. if i can uh, translate i think it's uh what gives shanta yeah. okay fine if you want to go that simple that's fine I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world of what we're trying to do yeah. and what we're after. No idea. Um, I think, I think what I picked up on was the the idea, the reflection um, that they were looking back at something, and that's mm. that's what it was to me. So the the thing that caught me was let's set the world on fire, and and that idea that it was in the past, and I sort of ignored the current the present that jackson created mm. and i was like and then what hap what happens if not that what what happens there who is this person that fell in love with this guy and he said these words and she was just like yes i'm in but what if that went wrong what who is that person what was he asking her to do what when he said let's set the world on fire what did that mean and how much did that change her so i guess that's and and 
why Michael and I decided that they were the same people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't well, know. Like, that was... I don't actually think they are the same people. And I, I think there's a reflection in both cases. And I think there's a, a, a beauty to their, their own drives in these cases that are really quite different from each other. Yes. Agree. I would actually argue that they could very easily be the same person in that you have Michael's scene of the two of them and he's not talking. He's angry. He's dealing with some things internally and Sheila's like, what gives? And then we have my song, which is the passage of time, the sort of like the many years go by and who knows what could happen. And then we arrive here where now she's the one trying to get him fired up and he's still dead, still dealing with all of the things and is now just watching TV. So that that arc was so clean for me. It made me happy. <laughs> See, that's why you're smart. You want to come up here in the microphone? I, I have my own the rest of the show. I'm happy to just walk away. No, uh, I get what you're saying. Mm. I really do. Um, I just felt uh, when I got what I, when Chantel said her piece in, I went, oh my God, it's mm. the exact same. And then I really sat down and looked at what was going on. Mm. There, There is, there's an innocence in Michael's piece piece that is missing from yours the 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 character in your piece has an actual concept of who they are and why they are and what they're doing mm -hmm. and that was what made it different for me mm -hmm. there were there were the, the the concept that this person was whole and grounded and had a concept to themselves and was making this point Whereas in, in Michael's piece, it was that innocence of saying, I'm not sure what's going on. Help me. You know, there, there, there's that loss hmm. that, that, that in Chantel's piece was like gone. Sorry. I feel like that, yeah. that could just be that she, she found it in that time. The, the yeah, evolution of that be. character. Maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's where it came from. Maybe that's where it was coming from. I, it's awesome. Um, Chantel, what, what was he watching? Thank you for taking over the show, Jackson. You're welcome. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> no, no. I'm very happy. What was he watching? Yeah. I don't know. In my head, it was something terrible, mm. like a game show. Oh, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows like, the like, worst show? television is yeah, a game like show. Was hazard or anything like that? No, like not even a plot that you need to follow. Mm. Like, uh, he was just totally yeah. tuned into, like, I don't know. The price is right. Yeah. Okay. Or just <laughs> something. Yeah. And and uh, forgive me because I've only heard the monologue once, but you've you've been able to yes. read it okay. and stuff. Um, there were plans in place. Uh, something was in motion, and he was refusing. Twenty minutes from now, there's something going on, and he was refusing to even get up. Uh, what what was going on? They are going to blow up a building. They're going to blow, they're gonna blow yeah, up, and he's watching The Price is Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. uh, again, it's the, the, for me, again, with, with Michaels, she's asking him to participate. And in this case, the, the, the partner has refused to participate, even though he set the whole thing in motion. Mm. And the, the, the concept of, ah. of, of, of a person of passivity all of a sudden refuting what they've already done or already put out silently yeah silently it, there, the, that 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 kind of negation of what you're trying to do puts me in another frame of reference huh. yeah now i'm angry <laughs> yeah and i mean I, again we're back to that thing that we started with this this kind of pain this kind of internal pain that has linked i think all of these pieces together where everybody is in this state where they have to have an answer to something where they have to have something that that puts them in the frame of mind where they can say they're whole again in this case Again, the landscape, the the place where these people are, is lost to them, and they they need answers from the people around them, and nobody is giving them shit. They are stuck in this place of saying, "Look, would you just give me a fucking answer, anything, mm. anything at all?" And nobody wants to talk that way. Nobody wants to give it back. Mm. And I think it's a it's a beautiful response to his. It's a beautiful response. Yeah. No, I, I, I loved, I loved that you, that you took it from this, this place where she was looking back at who, who he made her, hmm. um, what he gave to her that, and, and that, I guess that was part of my questioning was who was this person and why did she need, what, what was it about him that changed hmm. her so much and what was she escaping from? Or, or not even escaping from, but what was her experience that 
made her drawn to him. Right. And I guess, and that was where I was looking to explore. How how old are these two, like in your mind? Um, Not old, old. I did, mm. oh, so I did actually start about 10 different monologues. Oh. <laughs> I, I had all of the lists of all of the different possibilities of where it could go. Mm. And I was saying this to Michael earlier. It's so funny because this was the only one that was like this. And I get, just kept getting drawn back to this story of this person. Mm. All the other ones were entirely different and would not have been the same monologue. <laughs> um, I pictured them in their 30s. Oh, okay. So, like, if they were going to go blow up a building, it wasn't because they didn't get the stop sign installed that they wanted. No. <laughs> no. I, 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 I pictured that they'd been doing, they'd been act, active activists, um, passionate for their causes for a, for a little while hmm. um but they weren't this wasn't the end of life this wasn't cool. you know they're not 70 or 60 they're you know they've put together this plan with this group of people and and it's the first time he's realized where he's just like wow <laughs> this is this is too far this isn't this mm. isn't worthwhile hmm. um he's still looking at his entire future but doesn't know how to say the words because cool. she's right he, he did sort of create her she was not that person before that's awesome heartbreaking but awesome yeah. this is the last uh piece that we have to talk about this is our friend sean erker everybody hands up hands up we we planned this to be a little longer show and there was a reason for that because you just uh, uh, you had thought that it would be a really good idea to do a wrap up and yeah. uh, give me a, uh, an idea of how you put it all together I mean that's that's well, an incredibly know. long complicated <laughs> song uh, well I, so um, I mean the pieces had a lot of similarities so it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't uh, a hugely difficult act to find a kind of couple of key themes uh the first of course is um just the biblical uh, allegory that was mm -hmm. kind of carried through all of the pieces even up to uh chantelle's there's king of kings and it's still very biblical in its in its metaphors um and then the other theme which is carried through most of the pieces though not necessarily all of them is this kind of uh assault against the patriarchy mm-hmm this kind of like uh let's burn it all down okay. uh and specifically in chantelle's piece and michael's piece it's not just uh let's fight the patriarchy but let's fight the patriarch or no nope. okay uh let's fight the patriarchy and uh Hold also up. these men beside me are useless <laughs> and so uh that uh kind of i guess brought me to a couple of things first i thought that um there's so much uh biblical allegory in there i didn't want to just make the song biblical but i also didn't want to get too far from that because that's the you know the kind of reoccurring theme and so i decided to go greek mythology and so the central metaphor of of the song is rooted in the story of uh, apollo and daphne and so the story of Apollo and Daphne, to me, is the ultimate expression of, oh, God, men are awful. Uh, so uh, uh, Daphne is a follower of Ar Artemis. Um, she, 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 doesn't, she doesn't want no men up in her business. And uh, Apollo uh, is, is just flaunting how awesome he is. And Eros decides to uh, uh, teach him a lesson by shooting Apollo with a golden arrow. And Daphne, this this nymph who who's, doesn't want no men up in her business, uh, with a with a lead arrow, and what that causes to happen is that Apollo falls in love with Daphne, and Daphne falls in reverse love with Apollo, who she just does not love him, and he just he just chases her, and he just he just he just pursues her. She flees, and then she prays to the gods above uh, to escape him, and then she's turned into a laurel tree. That's how she escapes him. And then Apollo is like, oh, I'm still going to love you and I'm going to wear laurels all the time. That goes really poorly for the woman. That's just, that sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> considering Apollo started this, that sucks. 
Uh, and so I kind of, that's what I had in mind with these, these stories about these, these, these women who are frustrated about the structures of society that are kind of like running through, uh, this, um, this string of, of pieces. And, uh, the other, uh, element of it, I guess that, that jumped out at me, um, is uh, from Genevieve's particular piece. There is the story about uh, uh, it's it's this woman waitress, and you know the, these lecherous men are are just so difficult to deal with, and there's all this stuff going on. And then she she has this this description of how she would like to use her serving plate to de decapitate one of the men, and so that in my mind uh, gave me the image. Of this. There's a painting by uh, Caravaggio um, of Judith. Uh, cutting off the head of uh, Holofernes, I believe is the name. Holofernes, thank you. Uh, and uh, wow. <laughs> and so, uh, and 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 the terminology of that is that he, it's this 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 uh, painting technique of chiaroscuro, and so of 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 harsh light against harsh darkness, and uh, that is what jumped into my mind because obviously we're talking about all of these biblical metaphors, and we're talking uh, about a woman cutting off a man's head, and so that jumps in there, and so the 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 second part of the song is kind of capturing uh, the the story that is that is being told in uh, in Genevieve's monologue about uh, this waitress uh, just you know dealing with one of the many awful days that she has to go through uh, thanks to these horrible Roman men and um, and then countering that with this first part that kind of captures this 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 assault against uh, the patriarchy and then uh, trying to burn it all down and then that comes into the uh, the sing-along chorus part I guess that's yeah. the, that's the summary and there. thank you thank you I we're, we're all very glad that we got to actually sing along tonight thank you very much um, no it's a, I, I think it was a beautiful encapsulation of the ideas and themes of what we are doing this evening mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm the, the 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 ideas just kept bubbling all the way through this time there was never any didn't ever seem to be any kind of variance in in what was going on there was an underlying landscape again uh of what people were thinking what people were feeling um i enjoyed your piece amazingly and i heard it for the first time and i'm still confused you are the most intellectual songwriter i've ever known in my life and <laughs> because i come up with a, a rhyme for kiroskiro yeah i mean that's the <laughs> whole thing i mean i was sitting there halfway through and i was like okay i'm gonna say this right off the top i'm lost <laughs> I admit it. I'm lost. All right. Well, that's not a that's not a total compliment, but I, I'll no, take no, it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Uh, I still enjoyed every minute of it, but it was just like I'm lost. Yeah. Um. Again, this is a live show. This is the first time we've ever done a live show in this format that you involve the audience and the fact that everybody involved the audience and people who were thinking about the audience all the way through this entire thing. The concept, the 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 present presentation. It was all involved with you guys. So mm -hmm. that's what we were after, and that was the whole idea. Just to say uh, a couple more things, because I do have Chantel yep. up here. So uh, I think one of the things that was directly mirrored from Chantel's piece is I, I really liked capturing the essence of the big picture, which is this story about shaking people out of the status quo with this very small picture about a guy who's literally just not getting off the couch like he's literally just he's just gonna keep watching his game show and it's just literally like come on let's do something and then that personification of it is actually the big themes that we're talking about in all of these metaphors and so that i you know is kind of captured in in the chorus uh where it's uh uh hey i know you like the status quo it's the comfort of your couch it's your favorite tv show um it's it's capturing i think something that was in a lot of the monologues and the songs about shaking people out of of the, this thing that they've become used to but is actually toxic and is harmful to so much of the world and so much of the people um and capturing it in a person who's literally just not getting off the couch and i love that <laughs> i i found it really really intriguing listening to every single person's and how even though i had not heard any of them and and so nothing was based on it but yeah hearing those themes and just relating 
sort of like I was like, oh, that's a similar theme that to, you know, what what was drawn out, even though they weren't related at all. Um, and, and yeah, it was just that which makes me just happy and also sad that this is the world that we're in right now. Like, it's so wonderful that we are all it's it's in all of our minds somewhere. So let's shake it up. Let's change shit now. Um, whatever it may be, there's so many things to change. Uh, you know, and it's sad that we have to be here and acknowledge that and know that it's not going to change quickly enough in a lot of ways, but also lovely that every single person in some way acknowledged that there is pain and what can we do to fix it? How, what are we going to do? What is each, you know, whether that's through the lens of a character or through the, through your own voice, but it was a really, it was a really interesting theme to come through. Yeah. The whole um, stream was built and felt and seen all the way through there was a complete grounding through everything and i, I very enjoyed it uh, amazingly and all right so everybody I, now I, has to go home and change the world yeah okay so yeah. and 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 i'm honestly tired of talking this evening this has been a this has been absolutely freaking fascinating i want to thank every single artist that was here today i want to thank sean especially he's the the the, the best friend and co-producer a person can ever have i'd like to thank all my writers chantel um, jackson caleb uh, tyler uh, genevieve and michael thank you so much for creating pieces for this show um this has been our first live show if anybody wants to talk to that not uh, like on uh, Facebook or anything else, give us an idea of whether this is a good idea to keep going on because I'd love to do this again really soon, but not everybody is really, I think, the right place for that. Um, and thank you so, to Winter and Barb for uh, uh, your performances. Winter and Barb, thank you guys big time. Um, this is the end of our talk back for this. This is the end of our uh, our, our lovely uh, live show. Thank you for all the alumni that have uh, contributed to this um i just want to give everybody a very 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 big uh round of applause thank you so much <laughs>